<laughs> in his house under the seas in a dark cyclopean city ancient even before Atlantis sank under the waves mighty Cthulhu lies dreaming into the minds of mortal men yes well I think HP Lovecraft told his story very well many times over but is there a shred of truth in these tales of the ancient old ones is there indeed method to our madness in psionics well we're about to venture into the abyss of secrets tonight on planet Brillock. So without further ado, lords and ladies, let us begin. Might fantasy horror yield fragments of truth which hold the key to mysterious revelation and cosmic horror? I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Sound familiar? <laughs> or would you believe me? To say that my fleeing from the caverns under the Arabian desert was the result of a mental shock is to ignore the plainest facts of my final experiences. Yes, and I believe H.P. Lovecraft said that so elegantly in his book the whisper in darkness in any event actually the story goes a little further back for me and begins with the giving of a gift yes jingle bells batman smells robin laid an egg christmas time my fellow grinch friend yes my grandmother <laughs> Looney Tunes, as she might have been, has sent my stepfather back to Riyadh with a special early Christmas gift intended for little me. I think I was perhaps no more than seven years young. Now this gift was a diabolical creature made to resemble in perfection the monster from Ridley Scott's film alien retractable biting tongue barbed tail and all <laughs> just lovely the story I'm about to tell you is the result of mind control but not by psionics rather through the most diabolical sorcery of it all yes if you've guessed religion then that it truly is religion if I may digress before telling my tale here let it be known that religion and all cults seek to control a person's reasoning ability in order to do that a person needs to lose two things willingly though perhaps unknowingly forfeit his or her own instincts and of course what is referred to as common sense in my lifetime I've learned that monsters remind us of instinct and tell a story of a more primitive beginning the place where the powers of the mind are greatest an unconscious primordial pool of the cosmic all 
Take for instance, a praying mantis, simple creature, insect. I see one outside my office, which is light beige in color, and clings to the plants which are the same in color. Now consider this. Does this mantis look down at her feelers and say to herself, these feelers here are beige, and gosh golly gee, this plant is beige in color as well so what the hell I'll go incognito right here and now and camouflage myself well the chances are against this the mantis doesn't even bother to think about it though how often would I see this same mantis hiding out on a planet of a color in contrast to its own color hmm? for example I never see a beige mantis stick around on a bright green plant for any serious length of time, perhaps for a short period of time. But its instincts are set against such an action, which would be suicidal, of course. What? But what is instinct, then? Well, I'll tell you. Instinct is the stuff that magic and dreams are made of. Think about that for a spell, lords and ladies. The dark cosmic vault of all monstrous imagination is indeed the ultimate source of human psychic power, and inhuman power for that matter. Yes, we leave behind the realm of paranormal for that place our ancestors referred to as supernatural. Now back to my story. My stepfather, while in possession of this gift, again an alien doll of about one foot in height, was detained in the airport by the religious police in Riyadh, and then sub subsequently accused of being a devil worshipper. So after more than four hours of detainment and interrogation, my stepfather called internationally to my grandmother who was back in the States, probably laughing her ass off, and basically told her never to send him something like that again. Now, I took to the gift quite readily and marveled at the fine details in horrific fascination of the alien. Yet, it was when I started to sleep with this toy under my bed that I began having a series of disturbing nightmares, which later became waking encounters with something bumping about in my bedroom. Eventually I tossed the toy into the garbage to be rid of it from my sight and from my mind. However, the sounds of hissing and the presence of something invisible stalking about me did not cease entirely. The same circumstances occurred whenever I drew pictures of monsters. And these images of monsters came to me quite naturally, as if in a remote corner of reality something called and beckoned me to open the doors to its world and let it into my own. When I became a teenager, I would hear the phone ring in the hallowed hours, or whenever nobody else was around that room, or if my parents had gone out. And each time I picked up the phone, there was only an emptiness. 
as if on the other end of the line some thing held on to the call from within a void of infinite space and in my mind I imagined unfathomable darkness. Then I would hear in the distance tiptoeing almost in my imagination the sound of breathing coming closer closer to the receiver and at length hissing into the receiver and I would slam the phone down then somewhere outside a knock sounded at the window and thinking it was a bird or perhaps the sound of the house settling I would ignore these sounds until at length it rasped upon the front door I would not answer it but ventured to peer through an empty peak hole until I was certain no person was present and I would behold nothing on the other side of that portal. Only then I would hear upstairs the sound of heavy footsteps shuffling around in my bedroom as if a visitor searched for something or someone. Then my bedroom door would open. I could hear it creaking upstairs and I would hear the sound of breathing becoming more audible closer to the hallway until at first I disbelieved my senses and then at the top of the foot of the stairs I could hear giving in under the weight of the first footstep and the sound of declining steps was altogether an unwholesome audience I would leave the house then and take a walk to smoke a cigarette being a teen I smoked cigarettes drank coffee and occasionally had my beer and it was my way of escaping the unusual things which stalked after me and I try to stay away from the home when my family members were not there or when they were visiting friends at first everyone believed this to be simply my imagination until one evening the police were called to listen to a voice message left on our old answering machine and that message resembled the utter horror of ill and undefinable sounds of clawing and hissing I would see shadowy spirals on the ceiling with flailing shadowy tentacles almost like an octopus reaching out and then swallowing itself into oblivion and then years passed seasons passed until at last I found psionics and my teacher Charles Casamano and I would rid myself of the nuisance of the uninvited visitors of the invisible spectrum until one day I would learn to control them and I moved forward and as I learned of the writings of H.P. Lovecraft and of his perceptions of the strange and weird world we live in and the awe of the cosmos my curiosity was piqued now this brings me to the core of this conversation we're all having here just you and me kiddo the creature known as Cthulhu in the dreamed up pages of author H.P. Lovecraft yes Cthulhu took the form of a hybrid octopus 
octopus, a man, and a splicing of a dragon. His form was not of the earthly flesh, but of an energy sort. And most of the time, mighty Cthulhu, and of course the other great old ones, as a creature partially tangible and partly intangible, and quite often remained invisible. Now Cthulhu died under the waves of the sea, and yet for beings such as he, the old ones who live in between the spaces of the stars and the cosmos, in an energy paradox unfathomable to man's scientific reasoning, they can never truly die. So it was that mighty Cthulhu sleeps, the eternal sleep, and yet dreaming and influencing the minds of men from his crypt under the black depths of the great sea. Now in psionics, I've created my own Cthulhu psionic robots, experimenting with a variety of variations of sorts. These machines are wondrous for a number of operations, including naval ops and influencing the dreams of humanity all around the world. Think of it this way. We are fascinated by Cthulhu because of his primordial form and also his supernatural existence, which is indeed where we human beings do pre-exist in such forms or formlessness ourselves, and that we have only but forgotten, like a distant vague memory of our true selves. Thus, the monsters we dream up are, in a way, a dark mirror of our innermost visage of our primitive self. Cthulhu is, as far as monsters go, the most influential creature of interest to psionics. And thanks to some of my own findings, we can call up these forms from the depths of the would-be impossible realms, and with psionics bring these would-be demons under our sway to perform work for us, and to take back our planet from these global tyrant buffoons. And hell, we might as well have some fun in the process. I mean, who wouldn't enjoy giving up his senator or governor as an offering to mighty Cthulhu? <laughs> yes. Why should I have all the fun? But the real fun begins with Psionic Robot, an artificer's guide to anthropomorphic constructs. That book is worth the price. Psionic Necromancer, another powerful book, combined together, give you great power over these creatures. And Psionic Splicing, of course, gives you more control over the various aspects of these creatures. Three books which hold the keys to controlling the invisible realms through the power of will, 
hand without exhausting expensive you know the mess of ritual relics though you're welcome to incorporate your ritual magic with these psionics methods of course of course the world is your oyster in any event thank you for joining me in such merriment tonight and i i do hope you all have pleasant dreams this evening <laughs> and until next time that we all meet up on planet verloc as always always keep the magic high this is your friend Aerodactor von Verloc signing out.